whenever you're ready. All right. <laughs> no, I will not look at it. <laughs> I will not look at the counting hand. <laughs> I will not look at the counting hand of hilarity. Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. We're so excited. So excited. We love this show. So excited. <laughs> so excited. Very excited. Much excited. Much so excited. Well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so as Very always, uh, <laughs> as always on the Dodgers Club podcast, I am Jen here with my sister Snard, who Michelle. has another name or whatever. Michelle. <laughs> you can call me Michelle or Snard or Mish or Mike or Hey You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on this episode, we'll be uh, talking about a few things. Number one, why Buffy? Buffy. Why? Why did we choose to? Yeah. Um, talk about a show that's so very, very old. Yeah. Oh, it's so old, you guys. So very, it's like, very, very Oh my old. God. It's like from like the turn of the century or whatever. <laughs> and it's like it. so 90s, you know, <laughs> like why on earth would you be making something that's like the same age as the car <laughs> that I bought like for a thousand dollars? Seriously. <laughs> and the answer is because it's awesome it is it's awesome <laughs> well and not only is it awesome but it's as as you'll find out as we keep talking about it um it illustrates a whole bunch of really interesting story tropes and points and uh different ways of showing how a character is feeling um you know it it really introduces us to a whole different way of storytelling and up till that point that version of storytelling hadn't been done on television yeah there were a few shows that dabbled in it but buffy was the first one to really make a commitment to full story arcs full yes. character arcs that spanned multiple episodes and really all of the episodes there are things in the, the first episode that are echoed in the very last episode and then throughout the rest of everything in between um of course as we go through buffy we will also be including angel the series because it just really makes sense to do that. <laughs> really well, Buffy isn't complete without Angel. Absolutely. It really needs that yin-yang approach oh, to the two stories working together. And and if we don't bring in Angel, we're going to miss out on some incredible character arcs, the likes of which TV has never seen since. Yeah, not really. Well, and if you like stories uh, today like Supernatural, you can really go back and thank Buffy for starting that ball rolling. Um, if you like things, well, pretty much any television today the flash any of the marvel comic um series if you like a uh, person of interest yeah if it would um, it would be strange to see a show today unless you're talking about your let's say law and order svu or law and order or something like that um, yeah something really formulaic yeah if if it's a I mean, but even those pull it in. Even even those now will will pull in character arcs. Oh, that's and, very and true. Well, Bones. Ones. I mean, that mm -hmm. one picked up David Boreanaz um, of Angel fame. Um, but yeah, like even that, there's had been some really hefty story arcs through even that series, and that's about as formulaic as you can possibly get. Yeah, it, it would be strange today to have a show uh, that didn't have those those long running arcs to it. Yeah, and, and if you look at television before Buffy, you just didn't. Yeah, it's a pretty much reset. Yeah. Yeah every single time like every now and then someone would like get married or have a baby but then it would be the same drama different relationship yeah you can sort of um like the x-files sort of at, at least at the beginning everything would reset back to the beginning you know yes. scully sees the big scary thing in the next episode she's like i don't believe there's a big scary know. thing what are you talking about <laughs> <What>? no <laughs> of course <laughs> the we flashy love... thing you'd heard <laughs> but then we love scully so we forgive her anything oh, of course <laughs> <laughs> um as we're doing this, uh, as you may have guessed, and if you listen to our, our teaser podcast, you already know, 
all episodes of Fair Game, there will be spoilers and more spoilers and more spoilers. We put a spoiler in our, our tagline at the very beginning in our intro. <laughs> <Pretty> much, <yeah. laughs> um, we will be talking about every episode all at the same time, blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah. Like we, we might hold off on a couple things just for the sake of having something else to talk about. Yeah, that's that's future. pretty much the only reason we're, we're going to hold off is, well, we don't want to get into this yet, but it's right. Spike, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. We're, we're not going to spend um, too much time in the future, but we're definitely not going to hold back. So if you haven't watched Buffy and you want to listen to this podcast, please start watching now. Yep. Um, it will behoove you to watch at least a little bit ahead of us. If not, go ahead and just marathon the I, shit out I of this thing. I think you have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Because we've already talked about, um, I mean, just in our discussions about the podcast, we, we're, we're going to be talking about the last episode when we're talking about the first episode. No, that's very true. <laughs> so yeah, just go ahead and like take a weekend. You got a few weeks. We're going to launch on Halloween. Yep. Um, so you can listen to this while your kids trick or treat. Maybe or just, you know, you or just let the episodes build up a little bit while That's you're true. watching. Watch that all of Buffy true. Everyone and all of Angel. Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, whatever it takes for you to maybe get through these shows um, to your satisfaction. You it's know, so even just worth a it. Quick, you know, quick run through. You can have it playing in the background and then watch again as we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will just help you so much to enjoy this. And if you are listening to this podcast with no intention of watching Buffy or Angel, um, Maybe join us for the next show. Yeah, yeah. after we get through Buffy, Buffy and Angel, we're going to do Person of Interest. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to talk Snart into doing Hannibal because it is incredible. Yes, I'm, I'm down for Hannibal. <laughs> well, and then we're, we're going to do a couple one-offs here and there about mm-hmm. like Daredevil or Jessica Jones or uh, Firefly. Things yeah. that um, don't need quite so much attention paid to it because they do similar things or whatever. Uh, but we still want to talk about them. Yeah, and for the most part... Um, like, for example, for with Jessica Jones, we, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on. And then after the entire series has wrapped, we will go back from the beginning and go all the way oh, through. Oh, yes, because there is so much. It's so good. <laughs> uh, also, when you're done with Buffy and Angel, you can move on to Jessica Jones, but not until then. <laughs> well, once you start watching Buffy, you can't stop. That's very true. <laughs> once you pop, you can't stop. That's a blast from the past, everybody. <laughs> Name that chip. <laughs> I won't spoil that one. <laughs> oh yeah, we also swear a lot. We warned you in the teaser podcast, Fuck but we, yes, we swear a yeah. lot. I'll throw in some count, compound words here and there. So we we do advanced swearing in this podcast. Yeah, very advanced. <laughs> yeah. So um, we both sort of a uh, interesting story. Uh, we both discovered the Buffy verse independently. Um. <laughs> we didn't actually know until like two months ago that we both loved Buffy. <laughs> True yeah, story. Um, I uh, I had started I had started watching in syndication. I don't know how many years ago. I try to. I've gotten old enough that I have to try to figure out when I started doing something based on what job I was at <laughs> and what relationship I was in. I think I must have been in my mid to late twenties. I think when I started watching Buffy in syndication, and uh, and then after my my fiance died, I threw myself into watching Buffy like hardcore watching it because what else am I gonna do, you know? And uh, so Snart and I were. <laughs> I walked in on uh, Snyder's over. I live with with our mom, and uh, she's a lovely woman. It's not weird. Mom's awesome. Yeah, I lived with her up until I moved out. Yeah, mom's to super fun. Live with my boyfriend. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, mom's super fun. She is. Uh, and mom loves Buffy. So I walked into the kitchen because Snard was over for dinner, and Snard was talking to mom about Buffy, and I chimed in. I was like, "Well, what about this and this and this with Spike and Drew?" He said, <gasps> and we're like, "Wait, wait, what?" We both like Buffy, and since then, it's been we probably could write several novels with the text messages that we have sent back and forth. We might do a dramatic reenactment or something. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> a Medea style, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, there there are at least we have at least fifteen hundred Buffy related texts going back yes, and forth. And do. after that point, Snard said, "Hey, we should do a podcast mm-hmm. because um, we should just share our yeah, insane and wisdom with there the masses." There have been other podcasts out there about Buffy, and why not add ours to the mix? Absolutely. <laughs> and. Uh, one of the things we're going to be focusing on in our podcast that I think has been sort of neglected in a lot of the other ones is the use of metaphor. Um, basically, in Buffy, there are about 75,000 different layers of metaphor. Uh, on one hand, I mean, you've got your your basic, you got, I guess your sort of overarching thing where it's uh, Buffy, it's the process of growing up for Buffy. That's your mm-hmm. big, huge metaphor for the whole show. Yeah, and that's the one that Joss Whedon has come to. He says, high school is hell, and then we go from there. Right, and then, you mm-hmm. know... College, college is just and, kind of a similar college, sort of hell. College is slightly bigger hell, and then real life is even bigger hell. You know, yeah, that's kind totally. of like how it goes. And it's the process of of Buffy adjusting to these things, and and uh, and uh, so you have got you've got that, and then you've got your sort of your first layer of the characters and plot and dialogue, and thing X happens to person Y, and that contributes to their character development and their character arc in this way and that way. But on Buffy, it really makes a commitment to the characters also being um, a reflection of Buffy herself. Um, television without pity, uh, gone with it, but not forgotten. Uh, called Buffy, Little Miss, all about her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that sounds oh. kind of snotty, but it's also really, really true because everything that happens in Buffy is about Buffy. <laughs> it really is about Buffy. <laughs> it's sort of a sort of a postmodern morality play based around a teenage girl's journey into adulthood. Really, yeah. It's it's like Inside Out, Vampire Slayer edition, right? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I mean, we're we're expected and encouraged to put ourselves in Buffy's shoes and and wonder as we go along, how would I respond to this? And did Buffy do the right thing? Did Buffy not do the right thing? Um, and one of the interesting things for me, uh, and one thing of the things that brings me back to the show over and over and over again is how my opinions about Buffy's decisions and behavior have changed over time, um, and even changed from day to day. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I mean, I I definitely disagree with Buffy more than I used to. Um, oh yeah, me too. It's it's sort of like. And I mean, life sort of as the show demonstrates beautifully um, gets more complicated as you move into adulthood. And once you've been moving in an adult space for a while, you start to see the more gray areas rather than black and white like Buffy seems to. And so, yeah, I mean, my I kind of yell at Buffy now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also like uh, and I've heard this from Passion of the Nerd, you and uh, I know I've gone to Buffy during difficult times in my life. It's a really good show to watch when you're working through something. Um, because it does have these kind of mythic structures where people are overcoming impossible odds and you get to grieve with them and move with them and feel emotions with them that you may not necessarily be prepared to feel for yourself. Absolutely. And, uh, so it's a really valuable piece of work. Yeah, I think um, so even too. In that. Plus you have a whole bunch of TV to kind of watch and, and look forward oh, yeah. to instead of having just the day to day. Absolutely. And, and, and the more... I don't even know how many times I've gone through the whole, through both Angel and Buffy. I'm um, going on like 15. It's got to be a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. Ev- and every single time I watch it, I find something new. Yeah. And this is kind of a quintessentially Whedon thing. Um, yeah. You know, like almost every every time I watch Firefly, I see something new as well. You know, there's something about Whedon's work that he just layers it so intricately. And it just depends on which, like angle you're looking through the prism you see a right. different show and a different story yeah you sort of I mean, and you can you can watch buffy like that too you can watch it through the whole you can watch the whole series all the way through thinking okay i'm going to keep an eye on xander and see what he's doing and see completely different things um it's you know when you say oh i'm going to watch willow this time and see what she's up to it's it's really fascinating how it, how it works oh yeah 
Absolutely. And we're going to try and catch all of it. <laughs> we will not be successful. We, will, no, we are we counting. On, we are counting on you, gentle <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Another, uh, as Snard mentioned, um, uh, Passion of the Nerd on uh, on YouTube is doing amazing work. He's tackling a lot of the existentialist philosophies, and we're not experts in that by any means. If you're no. interested in existentialism, we're going to try to pull some stuff in from the way that we see it, um, but we're not good at philosophy particularly no, we're so not, we're um, not there we're, we're more about the story yeah yeah story metaphor stuff like that um there are a few things that we're that we will talk about when they're obvious mm-hmm. um like obvious like hello obvious existentialism absurdism <laughs> going on right here and that'll kind of catch like hit us in the head be like oh there it is he's absurdist right now um <laughs> <laughs> uh but if you if you are interested in that in those philosophies um check out passion of the nerd also write to us about it please 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 do if you even have like a three second thought if you just have like a tweet length idea please send it to us we will credit you we will discuss it if it's really good we might do a whole show on it absolutely so we will go research we will you know and just like snard said if it even the tiniest little glimmer of an idea hey what about when Buffy says this? Do you think she means this? And we will take it up and we will do the research and we will figure out what's going we will, on. We will love to do it. Yes. We're so we're, we're already doing this anyway. Yes. Um, and we're throwing ideas back and forth constantly. So we really want your input. Um, you know, we want to know if we miss things. We want to know if you think we're wrong. We want to know if you completely yep. disagree. Be civil. Be nice. Be nice, kids. <laughs> Play nice or I delete your stuff. Um, I, I will be ruthless. You will be nice. You will be kind to yourselves. You will be kind to each other. And you will definitely be kind to us because we made this thing. We but also hold each other to the same standard. Like if, if I start being a dick, then Snar just throws something at my head. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet, but we're not that far. <laughs> And vice versa. Um, But no, we we really want to know what you think. And if you disagree with us, that's going to be very valuable. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, We we do not take offense at being disagreed with at all. Absolutely not. Or if you have two conflicting ideas and you're not sure either or, we'll take point counterpoint. Absolutely. We will debate this for you. We will take this on and turn it into something really interesting. Snart will take a side. I'll take a side. We'll debate it out. And we probably won't come to any real conclusions but you no. can hear each side and you can decide for yourselves and pretty much yeah because we we weren't raised to come up with conclusions <laughs> that's silly we were raised to come up with ideas <laughs> and philosophies it's, it serves us really well except for like when you need to get paid or you know hey i, I make a lot of money breaking other people's stuff hey, and having no solution no, that, for how actually, to fix that's, it that's a really good point <laughs> I, I don't get paid, but I really like to write. So I guess that's kind of similar. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you, you feed your soul. I do. What little black part of it is there? It's <laughs> left. Well, my cold After. black heart appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as we may have hinted at, um, while we're talking about this show, we're going to throw out a thousand different theories from love triangles with queer subtext to shadow selves to existentialism to mythology some of them will sound insane (laughs) and we never know if they're right we will never ever know if they're right but we do have evidence for each one which we will present Mm -hmm. Um, we don't know if the evidence we found suggests that they were intentionally planned from the beginning by the writers or if they evolved as the show moved along undoubtedly it was both but the writers of Buffy and Angel are so good it's almost impossible to figure out which one applies at a given time it doesn't really matter and the way they integrate with set design and costume design as well um, this is kind of my job in the podcast. I will be the one watching for color themes, costuming design, set design decisions, lighting, um, you know, anything that if a, a show has a particular look, what that's trying to give us. I'm like the visual eye. 
yeah and i going and up. i'll be handling like the recaps the sort of play-by-play of the whole thing and and trying to pull in some metaphors and things as we go. Yeah. So if you notice that we fall into a couple of roles, it's because we assigned those to ourselves. <laughs> yes. We go um, with our strengths. <laughs> we have our strengths. We have the things that we want to do. Um, so feel free to pitch in anything that we're missing. If there's something in the, in between you want us to watch out for, we can do that. Absolutely. Um, as we mentioned in our, uh, in our, our first teaser, <laughs> uh, everything we're treating everything in the script as, as, is intentional mm-hmm. that everything was there for a reason. We're not going into, hey, you should fix this by doing this, or hey, this is a horrible part here. No, no, we're not doing that at all. And if we start doing this, gentle listeners, please let us know so we can stop because it's yes. not the like, purpose of this podcast. We will go to the extent of re-recording an episode. Absolutely. If we mess up, and and we will do apologize this. at the beginning. We will. <laughs> we will say we are so sorry. <laughs> we'll be so sorry. Um, you know, I would rather have to re-record than ever slip into that because oh, yes. these things, you know, so much work goes into this, and even if we don't get it, it's our job to try and get it. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah, so and, if we and, go astray, if we fall into that nitpicking disease, I guess, it is. make it's a us disease. stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's ultimately what people do when they don't have anything else to say. Right. It, it's um, when it's when I think when people lose track of of what they're supposed to be doing, their real yeah. mission about this Absolutely. this sort of thing. And they and I mean, nitpicking is fun. It, like I said, it's my it's my job in my real life. Well, I mean, I'm a yeah. nitpicker. Well, it's, it's what gossip I gossip is really fun too. It is, but, you know, like we don't need to make a podcast of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's one out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> or seven, okay. or like, twenty thousand. I don't know. Two million. Come on, like e entertainment. <laughs> that's just like all it's made of. That's you true. know. Oh, that was a nitpick. Whoops. <laughs> oh, we haven't started the real show yet. Oh, okay. okay, we're good. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> Cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get sued by Ian and Because oh yeah. I called them cocksuckers. <laughs> well, you don't know. Well, they might be. They might be. It's... Some people are into that. <laughs> like Neither a lot. one of us, but like, you know. Like a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> So you know, no it shame. could be a compliment. You should be you should be proud of your sexuality. Absolutely. Don't put yourself down. It's okay. Absolutely. And don't pay any attention to me calling you a cocksucker. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we've have we painfully exhausted the subject yet? I think we have. Okay. Let's move on to the remaster. Remaster. <laughs> it's so pretty. Yeah. So it, okay. If you're out of the loop, there was a less good version of this. It was the original one. Right. And it was um, um well, it was it was filmed and it started being filmed in the mid '90s, and it was mid '90s technology, and um, you know, it was the smaller and that screen aspect, size, the, you know, the, the smaller the aspect, three by four, whatever it was, a fourteen, four, 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 I, I don't four know, by you know, three, it doesn't matter, two by ten, the box one, the one that's yeah, a box, the little one, the square, yeah, <laughs> not the, the rectangle, the one that makes you either have everything blown up all weird or have the two black bars on the sides when you watch it, that right. one, and that was that was Buffy's original format. It was. It was shot to be that way. It was framed to be that way. And um, and these amazing people, as far as we're concerned, came along and remastered that sucker. And now it is a widescreen, <laughs> which I believe is 16.9. Yes. Uh, and, and sometimes uh, that involves a little bit of additional information or a little bit of a loss of information, right. visual information. But we don't care because it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And the internet, the internet hates it. And I'm sorry that the internet hates it. Um, I, I guess I could see if, if you want to pull up the original one on one screen and then you pull up the remaster on another and you compare scene by scene, 
Snard and I have too much ADD to ever think about doing yeah, something like I that. Don't, I don't got time for that shit. <laughs> and like, I, no. And we have enough ADD to love the shiny new remaster <laughs> and is. holy crap, it's pretty. I just love watching everybody's faces. Like, mm-hmm. this remaster has allowed me to see things going on in the background I never noticed before. Absolutely. People's facial expressions. Um, you know, Everyone in the scene is acting. Like, even if they're not actively in the scene, they're acting. They're doing something. And you can see these amazing things. Also, like, the set design in these schools, it looks like schools. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many banners and signs. <laughs> Random and, crap on the whiteboard. Yeah, seriously. Like, it's, <laughs> it is so much fun. <laughs> That's a sp- That'll come up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> spoiler. It is a spoiler. Spoiler like, for our own podcast. Is that our first seriously? one? And if anybody of you... Yeah, <laughs> spoiler for... Oh, it's so meta. Wow. <laughs> podcastception. Yeah, my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are oh awesome God. at this. Yeah. This is kind of our first foray ever into podcasting, gentle yeah. listeners. Um, so bear, bear with us. Um, yeah, we... Th- You'll think we're, we suck or you'll think we're awesome. It's, yeah, it's either. either way, it's but, okay. and, and basically, if you like Buffy, you'll probably like us. And if you don't like Buffy, you're probably not going to like us. It's, we're weird so, and we were raised weird. We, oh, we were raised <laughs> so weird. Yeah, we'll get into more of that as we go, I'm sure. But whoa, we're kind of Adam's family-esque, I guess. Well, you, But not really. Okay, here's a story about Snard. Oh, shit. <laughs> Snard used to look just like Christina Ricci when she was in the Adams family. Oh, yeah, true. And dressed up like Wednesday. And everybody That's literally so full on 100% thought she was Christina Ricci. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I do remember that. That was really weird. And even weirder, um, it turns out that I was invited to one of the same casting calls for the agent who got her the role. <laughs> I bet. Um, so I, de- I declined because I didn't want to be in film. I wanted to be a stage actor. Um, but I could have Chris- potentially had Christina Ricci's life. <laughs> Which is really weird to think about. Well, at least you can eat. That's true. I eat. I eat so much. Oh my god, you guys! I eat so much. Yeah. So if you were so much if you were acting, you wouldn't. They, they don't eat. I don't That's, think well, they put know. some dirt on their tongue when they get hungry or something. I don't know. I don't know how they get so damn skinny. Okay. If you're an actor, tell us how much you eat. Please. <laughs> no, that's rude. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and don't hate on us. Please don't. We know you eat food. We're we're kind of okay. We're kind of. Let's be honest. We're kind of in awe. That you can sustain life and not eat any food because <laughs> it's really impressive. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. or people like, who like work out so much, or well, even worse, people who just naturally look like that. Well, and, that, and that's the, that's the question I would have if I yeah. if I knew like a real like TV or movie actor is: Are you really naturally skinny, or is this something you're doing to to do this? I, I don't know. I've known people who are that's naturally true. skinny. Course, I've known quite a few, but yeah, I don't but know. Of course, industry standards are changing. True. I mean, in in the later years, like lately, we're actually seeing a little bit more, you know, human shaped people. Yes. Um, not that skinny people aren't human. Well, and it, it's not but... just limited to the to women either. I mean, the the guys in movies are expected to have like eight packs and and oh, have I no know. body hair. And yeah. since when do guys not have body Which hair? Which is fine for the Avengers because they're supposed to be out like saving the world and shit. But you know. But you know, and, Joe Schmo, truck driver in movie whatever, is yeah, supposed to have Yeah, he doesn't have to look all yeah. hot and have tattoos. Like but that man, doesn't happen. No. Then what happened to guys having body hair? It's so weird. It is like, really they're all, weird. No body hair. Yeah. We're a little off topic. Hi. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> so I think the point we were making about the remaster mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is that where we were. <laughs> back <laughs> now that we've been to Portugal and back. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we're saying there's no shame in watching the remaster, just like there's no shame in 
in pulling out your old Buffy box sets because you don't yeah, like the remaster. Or ordering a new one. Like, totally if that's not your fine. cup of tea, we're still talking about the same show. Absolutely. It's always the same show. If you don't yeah. like one or the other, we just are really excited about the remaster. We're, saying, we're probably going to talk about it a fair amount. Because exactly. Because it's so so pretty give it a try if you don't like it that is totally cool yeah. just don't listen to anybody else's <laughs> opinion including ours about how awesome the remaster yeah, is that's or very isn't. true make up your own mind and um i i gotta say i've got kind of a biased opinion about the remaster because um it's sort of like somebody who like does acid and then goes to their first concert and that's their favorite band for the rest of <laughs> their lives um so my first episode on the remaster was once more with feeling so nice. uh yeah, I kind of <laughs> it was it was amazing. It's so pretty. You can see every little detail on every costume and every hair out of place. It's just so gorgeous. And the way it's anyway, I could keep going. Um <laughs> so after that, really I just don't care anything else about if the remaster has a boom mic in frame or if there's any kind of issues at all because uh that was amazing. Right, and it doesn't detract from the story, and no, that's what we it care really about. Doesn't. Yeah, we don't care about boom mics or inconsistencies or no. if Willow as a ghost happens to move a curtain when she walks past it or anything like that. Or like, um, there are a few times indeed you can see David Boreanaz in a mirror. I don't care. Oh, yeah. No. It's, I mean, it's funny for a second. Like, hee hee. Yeah. And then you're done. I mean, <laughs> no, who cares? It's got to be a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Like well, a and, pain in the ass. Well, and the cool part is is you actually get to see how they film somebody in a scene without them being in the mirror, which is that's, that's kind of an awesome thing. Like, oh, yeah. they actually had him hiding behind the mirror over there. You know, that's yeah, kind of cool. That's very true. That's very, very true. But yeah, it is just kind of like, you know, there's no reason to nitpick on that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, because honestly... I'm sure there were a lot of things in the original format that were like boom mics and stuff like that too. Oh, we're just picking on the remaster because it's new. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's... the angel in the mirror, also something <laughs> yes. that you see. Yes. Um, yeah, we can just see it more clearly now. <laughs> yes, and everybody's noticing because it's new, and we fear change. Yeah. As a people. we do, change is terrible. Yeah. You know. I actually, I actually pulled up some examples from uh, from the <gasps> online, the online place, the internets. These are so good. <laughs> Where. Um, if uh, if you had been relying on these people's opinions about these things, you would miss have missed out on some really awesome shit. So, uh, a review of Citizen Kane by Eric von Stroheim. <laughs> All of us have been accustomed to hear or see a story start at the beginning. Wells' way of telling a story may have its place in a novel or on the stage, but I'm convinced that in, in the, the cinema, it is entirely out of place. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. <laughs> which is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> the Harmonicon in London, eight, uh, London, April 1825, said, We find Beethoven's Ninth Symphony to be precisely one hour and five minutes long, a frightful period indeed, which puts the muscles and lungs of the band and the patience of the audience to a severe trial. Oh my god. <laughs> That's one of my favorite pieces. I know. It's like, you noticed that you were sitting for a while without weeping? What about the weeping? Were you not weeping? <laughs> yeah. they, they thought it was from pain. <laughs> I guess they did. Well, they're, yeah, <laughs> a little uptight people. God. Um, and uh, and last of Wuthering Heights, Graham's Lady Magazine, July 1848. How a human being could have attempted such a book as the present without committing suicide before he had finished a dozen chapters <laughs> is a mystery. So, yeah, <laughs> my point here. <laughs> My point here, gentle listeners, is merely to say that you should judge things for yourself and like what you like. After all, we've all admitted that we love a show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and also, for those of you who are creatives, because I'm sure there will be a few writers and creatives out there. Oh, yes. Um, if you've created a fucking masterpiece, 
shut your ears and turn away and let everybody think whatever they want to. Absolutely. Never, ever read the comments, y'all. We'll read them. I'll delete the mean ones. But don't <laughs> read the comments. Not on your own work. You just no. do you. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Unless you're absolutely. beginning and then read all the comments. <laughs> For the love of God, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> This is, after all, the Diogenes Club podcast. All members are exceptional. <laughs> I broke my sister. <laughs>